The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the Ben Salem Baptist Church Livestream Devotional. Source of Truth podcast, and we're so glad uh, you've taken time to join us this morning. I have just uh, was just trying to work. For some reason, Instagram was not coming up, so we will not be able to go live on Instagram this morning. And uh, obviously, if you're looking at Instagram, you can't see this anyway, uh, but we'll have it posted on Instagram later, shortly after this, so the archive will be posted back up to be watched later throughout the day. Well, happy Thursday, as the weekend is just around the corner. And we're looking forward to a great weekend, looking forward to it warming up a little bit. We're looking forward to a great day on Sunday. And I really hope you come. And uh, I hope you come if you say, I don't, I'm just not comfortable attending the 10 o'clock service. Or maybe you say at 10 o'clock, I'd rather come to the early service so I have, can get more of my day. Honestly, we're kind of adjusting there. Uh, we have a lot more room than we thought we'd have. And so we encourage you to make nine o'clock that service. And we would invite you to do that and to join us then. The only thing we do say is we will ask you to wear a mask the entire service uh, for those who do come and are at a higher risk of the virus. And so we would encourage you uh, to join us at nine. It is an identical service, a little shorter. Uh, music's the same, uh, the message is the same. So we encourage you to join us on, uh, at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock in our normal service. And I'm telling you, I've been just, just a little bit ago putting some uh, working up on the uh, message for Sunday morning. And I, I have just been encouraged as God has spoke to my heart through this and I'm excited about preaching it Sunday. I think it'll be a great help and some great truths from, from this aspect of what we call the Christmas story of the Advent and uh, Jesus' first coming. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to sharing that with you. But we're going to take a little bit of that from actually a different point of view, the same story that I'm preparing to speak on Sunday. But we're going to look at it from a bit of a different position today, and that's in Matthew chapter 1. So if you want to follow along, uh, turn to Matthew chapter 1 as we're going to read a section of the what we now call the Christmas story, um, beginning in verse 18. So I encourage you uh, to follow along. And I think there'll be some neat truths. And because one thing I want us to remember, again, it, it is a biblical story way before it is what we call the Christmas story. It is about theology. It is about Jesus and his coming more than it is about a seasonal holiday that ultimately was created by man. It really was. But there, these great truths that we take with us. And so if we can kind of separate ourselves from the Christmas aspect and just look at some great truths. And what I want to do is I want to look at, there's a phrase that was used in this talking about Joseph being a just man. And I, I love that phrase. And what does it mean? What, what are some things that we can learn from simply Joseph's reaction to everything he's about to learn and all the things that are taking place in his life? And how can we learn some great principles from his reaction, from his responses that we can do today? So I hope that this will really encourage you. I know it's been, uh, as I was studying it this morning, a great encouragement and shall I see even a great challenge for me. So Matthew, uh, starting in verse 1, or chapter 1, starting in verse 18. Matthew 1, 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. And we've talked about that fact that instead of making her an example of obviously feeling like she'd failed and put her away. And so we do know from this passage that initially, for whatever reason, 
And we don't really know all that what Mary told Joseph. That's one thing we have to understand. It's easy for us to kind of make conclusions on aspects of stories that we don't know. So let me tell you a couple of things we don't know. We don't know how Joseph found out that Mary was with child. We don't know if it was Mary. We're assuming it was. We're not sure if Mary even told Joseph what was going on. Uh, we would assume these things, but there's just no way to know for a fact. What we know is that Joseph was given the information. And in giving that information, there was a heavy amount of decisions he had to make. Culturally, there's things that are kind of expected of him as a man. If you're, if you're going to honor yourself and honor your family name and all of these things, there's things that are expected you to do publicly. But Joseph said, wait a minute, I'm not going to do this. I want to be a good man. I want to be a godly man. And so he's evaluating his decisions based upon culture and based upon what's right and wrong. And all of these things are going through his mind. And so uh, we, we see that Joseph, in this part, Joseph, receives what would have been some of the worst news when you think about this from a human standpoint. Um, All of his plans and his future goals were changing immediately. Uh, Think about what could have been. And again, we don't know. We're assuming. But imagine from our point of view what could have been. There could have been great hurt, maybe anger, disappointment. How could this happen? And just evaluate all the things that might have gone through Joseph's mind, at least from a human standpoint. And the only reason I say is I want to make sure that we pull this from Scripture that I think that might have been going through his mind is Joseph's not sitting here evaluating, well, my fiancé told me that this is the Messiah. Man, this is pretty neat. Joseph is evaluating this information as to whether, you know, I don't want to have her publicly used as an example, so I need to set away privately. His decisions he was making, what he was evaluating, was all based upon the fact that this was not a good thing because he was deciding. Jesus had to come and open Joseph's mind to the truth of what's happening. So I imagine in that that there must have been things going through Joseph's mind. All I can do is go from a man's point of view and evaluate that. There must have been these, these, these struggles going through. So what I want to do is I want to evaluate not necessarily what's going through Joseph's mind and, and, the, and the potential struggles. What I want to do is I want to look at his responses to this. Because as I was looking at this story this, this morning, God just really spoke to my heart about just some great everyday practical truths that are deep because these are not easy. These are not natural. These are not human nature. This requires God. And so um, let's look at how he responded. So the first thing we see is found in verse 20 where he says, but while he thought on these things, you say, that's not that big of a phrase. I want you to consider this. Joseph could have responded immediately and anger and frustration from the human standpoint. He could have said, I'm done, take her to the city square. There's so many things Joseph could have done. But he says, while he thought on these things, Joseph stepped back and he took time to consider. Here's, here's what I wrote down. He did not react, he responded. Sometimes what happens when circumstances don't go our way, our first, react, our first reaction is simply just to react. Um, we had a guy this week knock on our door uh, I wanted to sell a siding. And, and we thought, let's bring him in. Let's get a quote. We do need, we need to replace a siding at some point and see what the quote is. And he came in and a whole long list of things. But in the process, we're walking around the house and he showed us a section of our house that the siding, due to the wind, had been pulled away. And now we were beginning to see damage underneath the siding. Well, this is, this is not something you can just ignore. Well, what's easy for me was to be at react. We got to get this done now. We got to do this. The human nature is to react. And, and what God showed me through that is we would slow down and respond. And so the next day we woke up and we began to respond to the situation wisely. 
So many times when things happen, we naturally react. And by the way, reactions are almost always negative because they're, we call them knee-jerk reactions. They're almost always immediate, bam, bam, and we're ready to just react. Let me tell you, Joseph didn't react. He responded. He stopped and he thought about it. He considered it. He considered all of the different things. And, but I will say this. Makes you wonder. He's a just man. He's a godly man. He, he obviously cared or loved for his fiance. And I looked at this, and I look at this, and I think, but... He sat back and he evaluated all the things that could have happened and could have done. And he took time just to stop. He was a just man. And can I tell you, this is something what the world needs. It's what what God's church needs. Men specifically, but men and women who are not just reacting to what's going on. Because there's so many things in this world we can react to. We need to respond. There needs to be a voice of clarity and a voice of truth from this from the church and from God's people. That is not need. I mean, the world is reacting to everything and poorly, might I add. We need to be that voice of truth, letting him hear God's voice through us in responding to things. In this situation, we also see that God gave him the purpose of all of this. So while he is responding, God sends an angel to give him information and actually gives him information as to, okay, Joseph, this is what's happening and let me tell you why. He says, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, for not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which, is, which being interpreted is God with us. You know, God doesn't always inform us of all that is taking place and why. But he often allows us to know enough to keep us to trust him and to follow him. In this situation, Joseph didn't know that when he, you know, he's going to go pay taxes at some point. And then when he got there, there was going to be no room for them, that he was going to have to watch his wife give birth in a stable. And then ultimately he would have to leave and flee a different way. And, and that the king was going to be coming after his son. He, at this point, knew none of those other circumstances coming his way. But in each of those, you see him responding wisely. Ultimately, he realized at this point that everything that he thought was the future of his life was going to change. I mean, think about this. <laughs> the stepfather of the Messiah. And all that would come with that. And as he looked at this, he responded. Why? Because all of those, some of these things aren't going to be easy, but God's got a plan. He, he, maybe he knew that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem, and so this made sense. All these things, as, as he followed, he, he followed, and I don't, we don't know how much he knew, but he followed just what God was doing and responded biblically, and all of that was used to fulfill prophecy and God's plan and purpose. And, and, and Joseph, instead of reacting and angry, he just says, okay, well, I don't, I don't understand him. Every step seems to make no sense, but I'm going to do this. I mean, I'm going to follow because this is you, and I'm going to trust that. Romans 8, 28, we own that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You know, we chuckled about that verse Sunday and how it can be used so poorly, but there is some powerful truth that we don't know why what's, what's going on is happening, but we know that God can use it. If we're saved and right with God and walking with God, the power of the uncontrollable circumstances we'll talk about Sunday, what God can do with it, it's just miraculous if we allow him to. Now we see that Joseph's response was simply obedience, not because it was always easy, because it was for the Lord. So in verse 24, I love this phrase. 
Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and called his name Jesus. Now, I look at this, and I, I see that Joseph initially responded. Can, can I give you a thought? That, honestly, just a thought that, as it hit my mind, and got put in my mind right now, uh, something I had not thought written down. Joseph was able to hear from God, to respond to God, in obedience to God, because his heart and soul was in a place to be able to listen to God. Joseph didn't react in the flesh. He didn't react angrily. Joseph sat and took time to evaluate. You know, I think sometimes if we would back off, you know, James tells us swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. And if we would stop those things and we would respond biblically, uh, we would stop reacting rash, irrationally or knee-jerk or whatever term you want to use and begin to respond biblically. What that means is stop and say, Lord, I don't understand why. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let you open. So I think Joseph, in that time of just stopping for a little bit, put himself in a spot to hear. Because think about this. God didn't send the angel until that night in the dreams, right? Then all that day, what Joseph could have done, he didn't. Joseph waited, and in that time, God spoke to him in a way that Joseph had never been spoken to before because that extreme situation and circumstance resulted in extreme response by God. And that's okay because God responds as needed in different circumstances. So how would we take that as a practical application in this, that we want to be used by God. God's got a plan. He doesn't always make sense. But frankly, we need to be one saved because God, doesn't, God only gives that information to his family. If you're not saved, you say, but I don't understand what's going on. Well, the key is you won't. You need to come to God and, and know the God who does understand. I will never fully understand what's happening, but I can understand the God who does. And therefore, I gain, gain strength from that. You're not saved. That is the number one thing you need. Number two, you need to be right with God and walking with God so that you are in a position to hear from God. How can we make decisions and move forward and do the things we need to if we're not right with God right now. It's such an important, powerful truth, and it may be something that would, we would allow God to teach and help and encourage us and drive us in our daily lives. Uh, when we won't be in the position of Joseph. It's interesting, Joseph is not, you know, you hear of Joseph when Jesus was 12 and he's lost in the temple. But frankly, for the remainder of Jesus' life, we don't hear of him. And, uh, you know, and, and God had taken him home. But what you see in this is that Joseph was submissive in that time to the, God's plan. Obviously, he'd been trained well, and he listened to the training. He submitted, committed. His submission and commitment to God was above all else because he responded immediately. And boy, that may that be a heart sensitive and surrendered to God, so that we can respond immediately. I thank you for taking time on this Sunday morning. Uh, Sunday morning, sorry, on this Thursday morning to join us in study to join us in God's Word. And I, I tell you, I, I mentioned in the past that when we get around these seasonal times, and, and, and as a pastor seasonally, you're supposed to preach on that season. I, I, I don't always enjoy that. I don't like you know dic things to dictate that. I, this year, I've just decided I want to delve in into these, and I want this to be fresh, to, new to me. And so I try to look at this kind of separated from the part as, as a Christmas story as it is theological and biblical truth. And then how can I learn from it? And, and in this time, there's so many things in the story that we see the Advent, the first 
coming of Jesus, if you want to call it the Christmas story, so many things that are so, so relevant to today and so helpful. May we take those truths and make them part of our day today, tomorrow, and the remainder of this week. Thank you so much for giving me the chance to be part of your day. And uh, we look forward to being back here tomorrow as we will finish the week off in God's Word. And uh, if this was a help and encouragement, I, I, would you consider sharing it with others that it might be encouragement to them. Thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.